More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So what do you do if you're the White House and you realize that the American people are starting to understand the bribes that you've been taking and the amount of money that's been coming into your bank accounts? And the cash that's rolling in from different nations that are our adversaries. When you've got $20 million coming in during the vice presidency from Russia, Kazakhstan, Ukraine, into the Biden coffers, even liberals are starting to raise eyebrows. Then you find out you got another $8 million that came in from China. Some of those payments coming directly from companies owned by the Chinese Communist government. And then you've got another $3 million we just learned about that came in from Romania when Joe Biden was the vice president. What do you do? You try to change the narrative. And how do you do it? Apparently by giving $6 billion to Tehran. Yeah. There was a story that happened trying to get it off the headlines of all the corruption. The White House needed a narrative change. They needed something to hang their hat on that looked like they were doing something amazing for the American people. Something you would want to celebrate. And getting hostages back, American hostages from Iran, sounded apparently like a good idea. And that's exactly what the Biden administration has now done. They have decided to pay $6 billion ransom to Iran so that they can get some Americans out. The Iranian people's blood is on President Joe Biden's hands and his administration is responsible for financing terrorism. That, according to Republican Representative Claudia Tenney of New York, who accused the president last night of paying ransom after the Iranian regime transferred five Iranian Americans from prison to house arrest in exchange for billions in unfrozen assets. In a statement, Representative Tenney addressed the matter, insisting the U.S. government, quote, should never negotiate with terrorists, let alone fund terrorists. And that's exactly what just happened. By giving the Iranian leadership $6 billion, the Biden administration is responsible for financing terrorism and fueling the continued oppression of the Iranian people, the congresswoman stated. According to Tenney, not only does this show the Biden administration will bow down to terrorists, but encourages terroristic regimes to kidnap more Americans for the prospect of a major payoff. Quote, unquote, mark my word, this ransom will not be used for humanitarian purposes, but will be used to fund terrorist organizations like Hamas and Palestinian jihadists known as PIJ. And also, she says, will continue to be used to imprison, to torture and murder the Iranian people who try to stand up for their freedom. 
The blood of the Iranian people is on President Biden's hands, she concluded. Tenney's comments come in response to an excited reporter, uh, or I should say an excited report coming out of the White House, that there was a deal that Iran struck with the Biden administration to unfreeze $6 billion in Iranian financial assets and release a handful of Iranian nationals jailed for violating U.S. sanctions in exchange for five Americans taken prisoner by Iran on highly dubious charges of espionage. Iran's frozen funds in South Korea will be unblocked and transferred to Qatar. The Iranian mission to the United Nations stated, apparently referring to the six-plus billion dollar sum. U.S. sources who spoke to the New York Times publication and Reuters confirmed the financial aspects of this deal. The deal follows massive protests that have swept Iran following the September death of a 22-year-old. While in custody of the, of the government, they have a notorious brutalization police force that will destroy people, and that's exactly what they did. Why did they go after this 22-year-old? For violating strict requirements for women to keep their heads covered in public, that 22-year-old was murdered. Ameni was reportedly abducted and killed by the force for having exposed some hair from beneath her mandatory Islamic headscarf. That was what she did wrong. Since then, a slew of incidents involving abuses and even deaths at the hands of the regime have been documented amid an ongoing clampdown on protests, with clips circulating showing Iranian regime officers brutally assaulting protesters. In response, criticisms of the Islamic regime and its tactics have continued to grow. So what does the Biden administration do? We give them $6 billion. Now in May, over 100 former world leaders penned an open letter to the head heads of the U.S., Canada, and EU and the U.K. calling for the regime in Tehran to be held accountable for its long-running crimes against humanity. Among the more than 100 signers of the letter, including 50 former presidents and 47 former prime ministers, were former U.S. Vice President Mike Pence, former British Prime Minister Truss, former Canadian Prime Minister Harper, and Italian ex-premier Renzi. The same month, the United States announced sanctions against Iranians accused of plotting to assassinate former U.S. government officials dual U.S. and Iranian nationals and dissidents. That happened this year. In October, representatives of Iran's parliament in exile, the National Council of Resistance of Iran, claimed Iran is currently witnessing a revolution in the making, asserting that despite the crimes and savagery committed by the regime's suppressive forces, including the killing and torturing of protesters during current protests against the Islamic regime by angry citizens, the Islamic Republic is no longer capable of containing the current uprising. So what do we do? We decided it'd be a good time to send the regime $6 billion. Now, Iran, the largest state sponsor of terrorism worldwide. Let me say that again. Iran is the largest state sponsor of terrorism worldwide. They have long viewed the United States as a, they call it a principal antagonist. And they refer to us and accuse the U.S. of inciting protesters in a bid to destabilize the region. Previously, Iranian Armed Forces spokesman affirmed that America is the Iranian Republic's, quote, top enemy. 
While the Islamic Republic Supreme Leader has boasted of having defeated the United States, as he assured a crowd of supporters that their, quote, death to America chant would yet be fulfilled as a new order would regulate the U.S. into isolation. So to be clear, Iran says that we are their number one enemy. Iran was one of the top killers of American soldiers in Iraq, allowing for ISIS, Al-Qaeda, and other fighters to come in and out and get safe haven in Iran to attack and kill American forces in Afghanistan and in Iraq. Many American citizens, former soldiers who were blown up by roadside bombs, who lost their eyesight, their arms, their legs, who are in wheelchairs for the rest of their lives. Those bombs were made and created in Iran. Iran was making more roadside bombs than any nation in the world to kill American soldiers. And what did this White House just do? We just gave them $6 billion to fund their terrorism. They are, the, and the Biden administration will tell you this, the number one state sponsor of terrorism in the world. And why did we give them $6 billion? Because the White House was hoping for a good headline that would get the of the pages of our newspapers and off of our TV screens that they were taking bribes from all over the world while Joe Biden was the vice president of the United States of America. Look, you did the tough thing during COVID. You paid your people and pulled your business through the pandemic. And now doing the tough thing could qualify you for a $26,000 per employee at covidtaxrelief.org. Government funds are available to reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during COVID. This is not a loan, and you don't have to pay it back. Look, this program is complicated, but nobody knows more about it than the CPAs and tax experts at Consumer Tax Advocates. The best part is you pay nothing up front. They do all the work, and then they share a percentage of cash that you get. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, including those who took PPP loans, even if you had increases in sales. You did the tough thing for your employees during COVID. Let COVIDTaxRelief.org help get you up to $26,000 per employee. Visit COVIDTaxRelief.org. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org. COVIDTaxRelief.org. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. You have a president, a White House that had a conversation and they sat down and they said, we've got to change the narrative. We've got a bad news cycle. We've got to change the narrative. We've got a lot of stuff going on right now that we don't want people to know about. We don't want people to talk about. We don't want people to see it. So we've got to change the narrative. And they did it. By giving $6 billion to a terrorist organization to free some Americans so that they would hope that the media would then put front page news that Americans were released from Iran and that would make the American people excited and jump up and down and go, yes, 
Good job, Mr. President. Good job, Biden administration. Well done. Way to get these hostages out. You know what you can do with $6 billion, by the way? You know how many roadside bombs you can make? You know how many terrorists you can fund? Iran is the number one state sponsor of terrorism in the world. Hamas, Hezbollah, many other groups, they have no problem. They've worked with Al-Qaeda, that's a fact. They've worked with ISIS, that's a fact. They've worked with the worst terrorists in the world. They've harbored and given safe haven to people like Osama bin Laden. That's a fact. That's who they work with. And we just gave them $6 billion. Even at CNN, even at CNN, John Kirby went on TV from the White House trying to celebrate the five Americans detained in Iran released uh, on house arrest, right? Like this is some amazing accomplishment. Jake Tapper wasn't totally buying it, right? Because Jake Tapper understands how egregious this abuse is uh, uh, this, uh, and how bad this deal is. I want you to listen to this back and forth as he challenged the White House on, hey, you, you guys know that you just gave Iran $6 billion. It's more than a billion dollars an American. Like, they're pretty bad people in Iran. That's five U.S. detainees uh, who are now out of prison but on house arrest. Uh, and is the exchange going to be for five Iranian prisoners here in the United States as well as more than $6 billion in frozen Iranian assets being unfrozen? I think I'm going to refrain from getting too much into the specifics of the negotiations, Jake. They're ongoing. Today was an important first step, but it was just a first step. Uh, they are out of prison, but they are not out of Iran. And so we're going to be a little careful here about what we put in the public space about what the negotiations are going to look like. Once they get home and they're safe and sound, back with their families where they belong, uh, then I think we'll be a little bit more at liberty to talk uh, with more specificity on uh, on what the negotiations look like. But they aren't; th- those negotiations are active, Jake. They're not. They're not done. Just to jog everyone's memory out there, in 2016, uh, U.S. officials confirmed that President Obama secretly approved a, a $400 million cash transfer to Iran. This was also yeah. previously frozen Iranian assets. On the same day, Iran released four American prisoners and, and formally implemented uh, the nuclear deal. We even saw a video from Iranian state media, which appeared to show actual pallets of cash. Uh, this obviously became very controversial. Republicans jumped on it, and since insisting that this was basically negotiating with terrorists, a ransom payment, uh, right. the White House denied that. Uh, just this afternoon, Republican presidential candidate Mike Pence said, quote, Biden has authorized the largest ransom payment in America, American history to the mullahs in Tehran, unquote. What would your response to that be? That he's wrong, just plain and simple. Uh, look, while I can't tell you everything that we're doing and what, everything that this is, I can certainly tell you what it's not. Um, and there's not going to be a ransom payment. There's not going to be sanctions relief. There's no U.S. taxpayer dollars that are going to be applied to getting these uh, Americans home. And this $6 billion, without getting into the details uh, of the negotiations, I think there's a little confusion about uh, what, the, what this account is all about. This is part of, an, of a system of accounts that were set up in the previous administration that allowed some countries to import Iranian goods, non-sanctionable goods, and that the Iranians could pull on those accounts, those payments, through, the, through a special system only used for humanitarian purposes. Uh, and that's what we're talking about here. It's, an, it's a pre-existing account that was set up in the previous administration, which they allowed other countries to, to set up, uh, that has not been made accessible to the Iranians. They'd be able to have some access to it, but only for humanitarian purposes. 
Um, five Americans uh, who are part of this deal that we know of being released from the Avene uh, prison, uh, four of them, and put in a house arrest in a hotel. The fifth one already was in that house arrest. Right. Are there, removing them from the equation, we certainly all hope, we certainly hope that they all get out of Iran and back to the United States. Are there any other American citizens or American green card? Well, let me just stop there. Uh, the fact that, and again, I, I, Jake Tapper, it's like, he's like, okay, I asked the question, but he didn't push. Like, why didn't you guys make sure before they got the $6 billion that were unfrozen, they were in America? Like, why are you guys trusting Iran to put them under house arrest? Like, there's a lot of questions you could have asked. You know, did you just not raise the bar in the world that now an American citizen held hostage by a rogue regime is worth over a billion dollars? There's another question that I would love to be answered, right? Like, that would be a normal and great question that should be answered. You got five people. It was six billion. You're telling me that each person's worth one point two billion dollars. Is that how we're going to do the math now? So if an American goes and gets taken in Iran or by some other major terrorist regime. This is the new normal where you could follow up on that question if you cared. And by the way, while all this is happening, there was another headline that broke. Biden now seeking 24 more billion dollars of your tax dollars for Ukraine. Testing bipartisan support in Congress. U.S. President Joe Biden, while giving six billion to Iran, is now begging Congress to approve a 40 billion dollar package, including 24 billion for Ukraine and other international needs, four billion related to border security, he claims, and 12 billion for disaster relief. A senior administration official said the needs were great and the White House was hopeful an agreement could be reached with Congress on the request, which covers only the first quarter of the current fiscal 2024 year. The first quarter. Okay, just the first quarter. So if we stick with that burn rate, it's going to be $100 billion for Ukraine. Because if this is just the first quarter, the request, they say, could face opposition in Congress for some far-right Republicans, especially those with close ties to former Donald Trump. President Donald Trump won a par but don't want to pare back the billions in assistance Washington has sent to Kiev since Russian troops invaded in February of 2022. Trump, the front runner in the race to be the Republican presidential nominee in 24, has been sharply critical of U.S. support for Ukraine in this war. And 70 House members backed an unsuccessful proposal in July to cut funding for Ukraine. So we're going to send 60 billion to Iran. We need now, uh, you know, another 24 billion for Ukraine, and that's just for the first quarter of the year. So that would mean, uh, if you average out, that's $100 billion is what they're, I guess they're guessing we need to send in the next year. It's amazing how quick you can send money to other countries when you need to get your own headlines off the front pages of the news about you taking bribes when you were the vice president of the United States of America. Oddly enough, from places like Ukraine, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time... 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to more than a movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every day, there are two different economies that are growing bigger and bigger. One of them is powered by everyday Americans who are sick and tired of all the woke propaganda being jammed into every product that we're consuming. Well, big mobile companies are no different. For years, they've been dumping millions and millions into leftist causes, including Planned Parenthood. And you had to have a cell phone, and that's the reason why you paid that bill, because you didn't have an alternative. Well, guess what? Now there's an alternative, Patriot Mobile. They are America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, and they use your money to fight back. They offer you dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks, so you get the best possible service in your area without the woke politics. Now, when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you are sending a loud message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team as well, so they make switching easy. You get to keep your phone, keep your phone number two. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or call them 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Ferguson. Ask about their coverage guarantees while you're there. Get the same dependable service that you want and take a stand for the values that you demand. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or 878-PATRIOT. I want you to hear what one congressman had to say on Fox Business this morning as he was chatting with Maria Bartiromo about the GOP releasing these new Biden bank records. His words, it's pretty clear. Joe Biden lied to the American people. And the House Oversight Committee releasing new Biden family bank records showing that the Bidens took in at least $20 million from countries such as Russia, Kazakhstan and Ukraine. The GOP's memo showing a day after a Kazakhstani businessman sent Hunter Biden more than $142,000. Hunter bought a Porsche for that exact same price. The records also tracking a Russian oligarch's $3.5 million payment to a Hunter Biden Devin Archer shell company. Then Vice President Joe Biden had dinner with both the Kazakhstani businessman and Russian oligarch in 2014 and 2015. Joining us right now is Pennsylvania Congressman Dan Muser. He's a member of the House Financial Services and Small Business Committees. Congressman, it's great to see you. Maria, so great to see you. Thank Thanks. you so much for joining us. I want to talk about finance in a second, because I know when you all get back from uh, recess, you're going to have to deal with the government running out of money. But first, let's talk about these new findings from the House Oversight Committee. How do you see all of this? Well, it's, it's pretty ugly. It's pretty clear that Joe Biden uh, lied. Uh, and why did he lie? Because he knew the business that was taking place. He knew a lot about the business. I mean, he informed his son that he was in the clear. In the clear for what, Joe? 
And why were you lying? Because you knew you, without pronouncing it. I mean, you must have known that this, uh, this, there were some shady dealings taking place. And with countries like Romania and Kazakhstan and the Moscow mayor paying them three and a half million dollars. And then to celebrate going to Cafe Milano from the laptops to the White House records to the bank records. And how about just the whole, you know, I get pushback sometimes when we refer to the Biden crime family. I mean, let's face it. I mean, he's got he's got his grandkids. He's got his grown children. He's got grown relatives receiving hundreds of thousands of dollars into their bank accounts. Yeah, I, I know if somebody, anybody in my family got <clears throat> that amount of money into their bank account, they'd be asking a few questions. They'd be asking questions. He, by the way, is absolutely right in the way that he just described that. He'd be asking a hell of a lot of questions, right? But they're not now. And the reason why they're not is because they know that this is part of the cover-up. This is what you have to do to cover up. There's a reason why the president is, is snapping over the family question and the money coming into his family because he knows he cannot defend that question. Lee Zeldin said this about Joe and Hunter Biden and the possibility of them being subpoenaed by Congress. The reason why he's snapping is he simply cannot answer anything outside of a teleprompter. President Biden getting defensive and lashing out at our very own Peter Ducey yesterday when asked about his family's shady business dealings. There's this testimony now where one of your son's former business associates is claiming that you were on speakerphone a lot with them talking business. Is that what? I've never talked business in anybody. And I, I know you'd have a lousy question. Well, what do you, it's, why is that a lousy question? Because it's not true. Joe Concha is a Fox News contributor and columnist for The Messenger. Joe, good morning. You know, is it really a lousy question or should everyone in the media be asking this right now? Well, Carly, can I answer your question with a question? I mean, why is... Why does it always have to fall to Peter Ducey or Jackie Heinrich to ask these kinds of completely relevant, completely fair, completely not lousy questions? And, and here you have the sitting president of the United States answering like a jilted teenager who just got caught cheating on a test. I mean, every reporter that covers Joe Biden should be following up with questions like these every time he provides the opportunity to do so, which is rare. I mean, this is the president who has not held a solo press conference on U.S. soil since November. He simply cannot answer anything outside of a teleprompter, and especially as it pertains to the Biden bribery scandal, which are not going away as long as the GOP controls the House, Ashley. It's true. They cannot answer the question. The question continues to be the problem, right? If you, if you can't answer this question about these bribes coming in and, and the releasing of these new Biden bank rep records, it's pretty clear that Joe Biden lied to the American people. They're, you've got these plans to subpoena these documents, right? And, and the Trump family members are going to get hauled before a committee. That's also a really big deal. If this happens and they get hauled in this way, listen to what Lee Zeldin had to say about that. Back moments ago, Kentucky Congressman and Chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer, told me that the House Oversight Committee is planning to subpoena President Joe Biden and his son, Hunter Biden, in the influence peddling case. Lee, your reaction? This is big news. I, as far as I know, this is the first time that we've uh, heard this. And I remember in the last administration, Trump family members were getting hauled before committees. Adam Schiff had Don Jr. for nine hours inside of this skiff. 
they had one family member after another coming in. So the White House can't respond to this by saying it is unprecedented if the House tries to call in Hunter Biden or Jim Biden or any of the other Bidens involved in this foreign influence peddling. Uh, but this is, uh, this is a big deal, and there absolutely is precedent. We saw this play out throughout the Trump administration. Yeah, it's incredible, but what about subpoenaing a sitting president? No, I mean, Can he push back and say, no, I'm a sitting president, I'm not coming under oath for you? That would be predictable. Uh, I would imagine that uh, under no circumstances whatsoever would the White House, uh, Joe Biden, the Democrats ever want Joe Biden to be directly accounting for any of this, especially sitting in front of the House. But even if they decide as their play call that they are not going to send Joe Biden over and they want to argue precedent, which is very predictable, they cannot use that as an excuse for shielding Hunter Biden and Jim Biden and these others who are directly involved. They need to go testify if that subpoena comes out. That's exactly what the Trump family did. They showed that they had nothing to hide. Mm. I mean, Don Jr. sat there for nine hours answering all their questions about this Russia collusion hoax. Why can't Hunter Biden show up and do the same and answer questions for hours? Well, Why can't he? That's the question. Why can't they? Because they know they can't answer those questions and they know they're going to be in trouble if they try to answer those questions. So just to recap what the White House is willing to do to try to get this off the front page, they're willing to give a 24 billion more to Ukraine in the first quarter of the year. That's 100 billion on average for the year. They're willing to give billions of dollars back to Iran right allowing Iran state sponsored terrorists. I mean we we just gave billions of dollars to Iran for five Americans. Six billion dollars. Six billion, folks. So they can change the narrative on the on the front page of the newspaper so that the newspapers won't have to cover the Biden family corruption. That's your tax dollars. That's what they're doing. Don't forget to download our podcast each and every day. Uh, please write us a five-star review, and I'll see you back here tomorrow. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.